0: Welcome to MoFo Perspectives, a podcast by Morrison and Forrester, where
1: we share the perspectives of our clients, colleagues, subject matter experts, and lawyers. Welcome to MoForecast, a podcast series where experts from Morrison and Forrester make predictions about enforcement and policy trends in the Biden administration. Today, we'll be discussing SEC regulation of public companies. I'm your host, James Kukios co-head of MoFo's Securities Litigation, Enforcement, and White Collar Practice Group. I'm pleased to be speaking today with Dave Lin. Dave is co-chair of MoFo's Corporate Finance and Capital Markets Practice. Prior to joining the firm, Dave served as chief counsel of the SEC's Division of Corporation Finance. He is the expert on SEC regulation of public companies, no doubt. So Dave, let's begin by talking about the SEC under Trump. What was the SEC's approach towards regulation of public companies during the last administration?
0: James, thanks for having me today. And uh, during that last four years, I would say the SEC was focused on a a few main goals. That was trying to improve access to capital uh, for companies uh, seeking to access the markets, as well as modernizing and streamlining the disclosure that public companies and companies that are seeking to go public have to provide And I think some people were very surprised by just how much was done in those areas over the past four years, Uh, you know, in deregulatory environments, uh, sometimes the approach might be to not really do anything, but here, you know, a good number of rulemakings uh, were considered and ultimately adopted uh, that continued along those themes. In many ways, those themes were a continuation of priorities that the commission had been focusing on before the Trump administration, and particularly since things like uh, the 2012 enactment of the Jumpstart Our Business Startups Act. And it really represented uh, sort of an, an approach of picking up the baton to some extent from the prior administration and working through issues around the effectiveness of disclosure that public companies provide. And the types of changes you can make to the rules that might encourage more people to go public in the United States or to uh, make it easier for companies to raise capital that are already public. And, And then in 2020, uh, the commission engaged in a considerable amount of rulemaking in this area. By my count, it was about 10 separate rulemakings that went through the course of 2020. And and many of these is what I would traditionally think of as uh, sort of 11th hour rulemakings in the sense that they took place in the summer and in the fall during the presidential election, which traditionally the SEC really wouldn't do a lot of rulemaking during that time. Uh, And some of it even took place after the presidential election. And uh, some of the notable rulemakings that the commission uh, undertook at this time was to change uh, the financial statement requirements for companies that are acquired by a public company, for companies that guarantee securities and things of that nature, changes to the definition of what's a smaller reporting company and what's an accelerated filer, and rules governing proxy advice that uh, organizations like ISS and Glass-Lewis provide, and changes to the shareholder proposal rules that allow uh, shareholders to bring proposals at company annual meetings and the changes to a, a number of the disclosure obligations that companies have, including things like their risk factors and their description of business and their legal proceedings and their management's discussion analysis of results of operation and financial condition and a number of areas of financial disclosure. So, that was really a significant number of rules that did get changed. And a number of them were changed with three to two votes, uh, You know, where the Democrats were in the minority in those votes. And so uh, a number of those rulemakings, I think, are perhaps ripe for reconsideration now in the Biden administration.
1: Dave, you mentioned there was actually a fair amount of continuation from the Obama administration, the Trump administration. Would you say that those to use your term, 11th hour rulemakings were more or less a break from Obama?
0: Interestingly enough, uh, some of the 11th hour rulemakings were very much a continuation of what others had started in the prior administrations. And a lot of that centered around the effectiveness of disclosure that public companies provide—you know—there's always this theme that companies put out too much disclosure, and the disclosure isn't useful to investors. Uh, and one of the things that happened, uh, well, Jay Clayton was the chairman of the SEC, is they really almost brought to an end uh, basically all of the work that had been done trying to improve uh, disclosure effectiveness. So they brought a lot of the rulemakings that others had started and that others had uh, been working on uh, to fruition
1: were there any areas where the SEC under the Trump administration really broke from prior tradition
0: I wouldn't say there was a significant break from prior tradition uh, in terms of policymaking uh, other than uh, you know perhaps in some of the areas like the regulation of proxy advisors for instance uh, that had been a perennial issue that many people had raised concerns about during the Obama administration and there were no changes to the overall framework to try to regulate the conduct of proxy advisors. Uh, But certainly during the Trump administration, they went through several iterations of putting out staff guidance and then ultimately culminating in rulemaking to try to address some of the concerns about uh, conflicts of interest and disclosure and uh, errors and reports and things of that nature with respect to proxy advice.
1: Let's turn now to the future. Um, Very interesting that you point out the continuation. A lot of people think when you think Trump, it's a break from the past. I think you've raised some very interesting points about the continuation and the culmination of some things that started before him. But what do you expect to see under a Biden-led SEC when it comes to the regulation of public companies?
0: Yeah, I think it'll be a very active time for the SEC in terms of focusing on Disclosure requirements. And instead of trying to modernize and streamline the requirements, as was often the calling card of the SEC and the Trump administration, uh, here we're probably focusing more on adding additional disclosure requirements around a number of key topics uh, and reviewing overall sort of the adequacy of the disclosure system uh, for uh, some of these areas that I'm going to mention. Um, You know, I think. Uh, Certainly, uh, in the testimony that uh, Gary Gensler recently gave before the uh, Senate uh, committee in in terms of his consideration of his nomination to be the chair of the SEC, he touched on, I think, what are the key areas that the SEC is going to be focused on, and that's uh, around climate and uh, environmental, social, and governance disclosure, as well as other types of disclosure areas like Uh, disclosure around political spending. And, uh, you know, beyond those topics, a number of the other topics that have been suggested by people who are now uh, at the SEC, including John Coates, who is the uh, acting chair of the Division of Corporation Finance, that would be, you know, sort of revisiting some of the approaches that have been taken with respect to the access to capital issues and and the harmonization of securities exemptions proving sort of the approach to the voting process and what often is called proxy plumbing and perhaps revisiting the commission's prior actions with regard to proxy voting advisors and addressing the use of non-GAAP financial measures, which uh, are used often in a variety of filings. But I think there's a particular concern with how they've been used in proxy statements when talking about compensation issues. And uh, sort of above all else, I think the focus will be on drafting rules that will require disclosure around environmental, social, and governance issues that are of particular concern to investors. And there's been a lot of activity in the commission already on that even before Gary Gensler has been confirmed. And uh, that includes staffing up, where they're adding people that are specifically focused on ESG topics. That includes putting out statements that have gone out, which includes directing the Division of Corporation Finance to review uh, ESG disclosures that companies have already provided uh, to inform the process of determining what disclosures may need to be provided, and then launching an enforcement uh, task force that's essentially looking at problematic practices with regard to ESG disclosures.
1: Very interesting. And we were talking about national security and one of the other Mo Forecast episodes. Uh, Brandon Grack noted that climate was going to be also considered by the Biden administration as a national security interest. So it's in- interesting to see that uh, you raise that issue as well. In a nutshell, if you could, what do you expect to see in terms of climate disclosure requirements?
0: Yeah, right now, uh, what the um, recent actions that I mentioned focused on is the fact that back in 2010, the sec had put out specific guidance around what types of disclosures may need to be provided under existing disclosure standards regarding climate change and climate change risk and that was something that companies know about and take very seriously and consider in drafting their disclosures but what i think was you know not pursued after that 2010 guidance was actual specific line item disclosure requirements around uh things like climate and uh environmental and social issues and so that I think is the logical next step that no doubt uh will be considered and it may be considered you know in a manner that's perhaps more consistent with global standards that have been evolving in that area uh, and it would probably involve the adoption or, or uh, acknowledgement of some sort of standards uh, for that disclosure in terms of accepted types of information that should be provided across companies and in, within different industries.
1: You mentioned that the 11th hour regulations were on a more or less party line basis. Do you expect that to be another trend that continues during the Biden administration?
0: That is certainly possible that the commission could be divided. You know, often people look to the SEC as being an agency that is sort of above politics in many ways, and it has not always been in recent years. But, you know, around some of these issues, there will no doubt be some dissent from uh, those commissioners that were identified as Republican commissioners. But certainly, I think uh, there's probably some room for uh, compromise and bipartisanship on some of these issues where undeniably there's investor interest in this area of climate and ESG disclosure. Uh, It's just a matter of implementation here in terms of what ultimately the commission will decide to do.
1: Dave, you and I live in the DC area. Bipartisanship is something that's been talked about a lot recently, (laughs) but it'd be nice to actually see it.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> I You can always hope. Hope spring is
1: eternal, I guess. Hope. That reminds me of another administration as well. Uh, let's talk now, obviously, uh, Dave, great insights on what's to come. If you were a public company right now, are there any things that you could start doing to get ahead of some of these changes? Yeah, I think the highest priority really is examining the
0: company's disclosure about climate and ESG matters um in a way the recent announcements that have come out of the SEC you know are a little bit too late to deal with uh in the current reporting season because many companies have already filed their form 10-K's and and are moving on to their proxy statements and uh quarterly reports throughout the year but I I don't think it's too late you know to still look in the context of those reports and proxy statements as to what may be said. And this is not an issue that companies haven't been paying attention to because investors have been very focused on this topic and have been looking for disclosures. So uh, it's not like it's coming out of nowhere and companies haven't been paying attention to it. It's just a matter of uh, refocusing on what you want to say and being prepared if you should hear from the Division of Enforcement or the Division of Corporation Finance about your disclosures.
1: Any other advice for public companies as they prepare for a Biden administration? Yeah, I think one of the things that's
0: always helpful to keep in mind is, in most cases, to make significant changes, the SEC needs to engage in notice and comment rulemaking. And as I think was borne out through the last four years, uh, the comment process can be particularly helpful in sort of shaping the outcomes uh, of these disclosure proposals and uh, certainly, I think public companies and outside counsel and groups, uh, you know, should be prepared and ready to come in and make suggestions to the SEC regarding how these rules might be, you know, made more workable going forward. Once we see the proposals.
1: Thanks for that advice, Dave. Well, this is the end of our Mo Forecast episode on expectations for SEC regulation of public companies in the upcoming Biden administration. Once again, I'm your host, James Kukios, speaking with Dave Lynn. If you liked today's episode, please visit the MoFo website and join us for additional installments of the Forecast series, covering predictions for enforcement and policy trends in other areas of the law. Thanks for joining us.
0: Please make sure to subscribe to the MoFo Perspectives podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like more information on this topic, please visit mofo.com slash podcasts. Again, that's mofo, M-O-F-O dot com slash podcasts.